Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. This morning, I listened to the local Christian radio commentators on the way to school. The guy was telling about his relative that is a special needs adult who's crazy about vacuum cleaners. In fact, when she was younger and they went trick-or-treating for Halloween, when she came to each door, she would say the traditional trick-or-treat and then ask if the homeowner had a vacuum. And if they did, she requested to see it. More surprisingly, the residents all went and brought their vacuums out to show her. Now, I understand I would have brought one out too. Once, I spent time working at a home for young adults with special needs. I was the activities director. We had a young man who was crazy about welding. His uncle was a welder and was teaching him everything he knew. It's what I got from the young man who wanted to become a welder. Every day, he would greet me excited at the door and would tell me he was going to become a welder one day. He talked to me about it all the time, and he carried his hat everywhere, and he never grew tired of it. And I believe this vacuum lover, as an adult, has continued her affinity for vacuums, and her knowledge has grown. In fact, she recently found the Museum of Vacuum Cleaners and announced to her family that she does want to go. (laughs) What strikes me about these situations is that the affection for these interests continues to grow and blossom regardless of ability to participate or to comprehend. And their joy is found in exploring and experiencing it to the extent that they're able. Honestly, I think there's a lot to be learned here. Consider what we learn in Jeremiah about how God views our understanding of Him. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might, not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. That's Jeremiah 9 23 and 24. Have you ever sort of fangirled over someone or ran into someone famous? Maybe you sort of held it all together long enough to take some pictures and go away and tell all your friends about it. Or what if you know someone kind of famous with a sizable platform? For example, we live a hop, skip, and a jump from NASA. There is an astronaut at our church with multiple important NASA bigwigs in our surroundings. One night at dinner, he just grabbed his little astronaut bag and whipped into the bathroom like Superman and changed into his coolish spaceman duds, took some pictures with the little kids in the house, and ran off to do some kind of spaceshipish kind of thing. You know what people do. They talk about how they know the person on a personal level and what they're really like. They give insights, things the outlying public might not know. They get excited. They really want to talk about it in an almost embarrassing sort of way. Whether or not you woke up this morning thinking about it 
God is looking for you to know Him, to understand Him, His qualities, His goodness, and how He works because He takes pleasure in you being excited about your privileged insider child of God information. Boasting here about your knowledge of God is like knowing about a famous person on a personal level and wanting to talk about it and post about it and having a hard time keeping it to yourself. I recognize how I might come to possess this special information about our local astronaut. I mean, we're not besties, but I do sometimes share the same space he shares. I'm literally friends with his wife and kids. My spouse has meetings with the guy. Sometimes we hang out with the same groups of people. At least one of our kids attends the same school, and his wife and I are Facebook friends. How do we come to be able to boast like that about God? In other words, how does God reveal Himself to those who belong to Him? Today we're going to focus on three ways we are assured of these connections because they can be found in Scripture. The first way is by request through the Holy Spirit. The first thing I think we should consider today is that we can ask for it. We find this in Ephesians. Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I don't know if you've noticed much about the writings of Paul, but he includes a lot of prayers for those he's writing to within the context of his letters. And these are for us. When you are reading, take notice of these because you and I can benefit not only from reading them, but utilizing them as our own. The Bible was not just written for them long ago. It was written for you and I today and for those who come after us until Jesus returns. So, praying these same words over ourselves and others is absolutely acceptable. And because of the context, it's easy to see that they're totally applicable to your today and my today. We can take this verse and pray something like this. Lord, would you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I might know you better? It's just that simple. Paul may have recognized the need for this in his own life because we know it was a yearning he expressed in Philippians where he says in chapter 3, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Which leads me to the second way God reveals himself. By Jesus the Son. In Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2, in the opening of the book, we find this. Long ago, and at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But, in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. And then Jesus declared of Himself in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. These two passages assure us that Jesus is how God reveals Himself. Knowing Jesus, knowing the qualities and the person of the Father, that is the way God reveals Himself, through the life and work of Jesus the Son. You and I cannot just make it up ourselves for his character and qualities to be revealed more and more to us and through us, a divine work is required. And that divine work is Jesus and through Jesus. Now, another blazing way God reveals himself that we're not talking about today, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention is through creation itself. You might have been thinking about Romans 1.20 when we started 
mentioning the topic because we see it in this verse for his, meaning God's, invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they, referring to all man, are without excuse. You might know that verse and be thinking of that verse in terms of God revealing himself. Now, this type of revelation is also seen in Job and in Psalms about chapter 8. But this third way God reveals himself to us that has my attention today is through Scripture. Because I do want to talk about that today. We really only have time for three. All Scripture is breathed out by God is what 2 Timothy 3 says. And is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That's where I really want to camp for just our last time together. We can trust that the inspiration and reliability is present in the word contained within the pages of the entire writ of Scripture. And it is for our good. The God of the Bible is the only God who desires his people to know him and who are known by him. But the most accessible and daily method for this we can take upon ourselves is the word of God. What we find inside the pages is to come into our mind to impact how we think and process. That's where the revealing begins to take place. He shows you what you could not otherwise know and illuminates power you did not understand was present. This word corrects your thinking and moves you and I toward higher thinking of who he is rather than lowering our standards and acceptances for what the universe should contain. That is not what is revealed in scripture and it is ever calling us to focus on becoming more and more like Jesus and less and less like the person we once were until we are what the Bible calls complete and proficient well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That, that's what God has ordained for us to conduct. But you and I could totally miss all this if we somehow are content never to ask, not to long like Paul did, not asking God to reveal more of himself to us, not looking to Jesus, not pursuing what we might find out in the Bible. There's so much we could miss. As you think about what we've talked about today, Remember my special friend who dreamed of becoming a welder? Picture the excitement he would greet me with every day, holding his welder gear, ready to tell me once again of his ambitions and his plans to become a welder, and see him walk me down the hall, telling me all he knew about his uncle, who was a welder, and what he had taught him. And then think about your own pursuit of our one and only Savior. Could you meet someone at the door And tell them all that fascinated you about your God and how he was impacting your life? This is for sure. There is a lot we can learn from a girl with a vacuum fascination and a young man dreaming of becoming a welder. If we would just allow them to. Peter closes out as chapter 3 in in his second book with, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. This seems to be a theme that we see across the Bible. But before we go, I want you not to forget that we have added a new Friday edition to the podcast where we're looking at a portion of scripture for the sole purpose 
of common theme that we're hitting on today of praying the scripture so that you can use it in your own prayer life and maybe share it with someone you know. It's just so powerful when we start including scripture into our prayer life. We also just launched a Facebook group last week and I'm beginning to invite people that have liked the page and who are our subscribers to join it. The focus is prayer only. I'll be posting and linking some things there for you and hopefully this is going to be a great addition. So go to Facebook. She Yearns Cherry Strange. That's the name of the page. That's how you're going to find it and over the next week or two I'm going to be compiling those lists to invite people and send out the invitations but in case that doesn't cover you you're just a podcast listener just go sign yourself up I am very expectant of what God's going to do through you and through me in prayer together asking that he stir more of a desire for himself into our daily lives thank you again for tuning in today we will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or a casual acquaintance just by passing our resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.